help me with this because I'm, I'm trying, I'm really learning. Uh, and and I've, had, I've got more stories of failed attempts at evangelism recently. But I kind of think, well, I'm, I'm having a go. I'm, I'm just trying. And uh, just an even little thing happened recently. We, we were going to invite our, some of our f- neighbors to, to a quiz night thing. And I got it all sorted out. Sue and I got all the invites and we got ready to do something. And then he suddenly checked the diary and realized, oh, actually, I'm doing something else somewhere else, some church event. And he thought, I can't do it. And it's just like battling through this sort of maze of trying to make lifestyle adjustments so you can find space even for um, this stuff to, to, to kind of become more normal. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you kind of get caught up in the, the machinery of church life, don't you? And it's just so very hard. So I, I suppose I just wanted to say that as we build a culture as a family of churches, this is not just a, what Tom is sharing. It's not a topic that we're doing, and then we'll move on to something else. This is what we're doing, right? This is Church for the Broken World. This, this is like where we're going. So I feel I've got L plates on again, and I'm saying, right, Lord, let's go back to basics. Help me to learn again in the midst of busy church life and all the other stuff. Help me to learn how to be a better uh, uh, witness, missionary, whatever, uh, uh, more available, more responsive, uh, not driven, but just more, just learning to do this. So I just wanted to add my encouragement to this, really, that this is not a passing flavor. This is, this is where we're going. And I, I kind of feel I want to, if there was a training course, I'd sign up for it. I'd say, Lord, help me, because uh, I just want to learn that. So I hope you kind of get what I'm trying to say there. This is so helpful, uh, and I feel I want to get, if we've got to start kind of leaders, if leaders get it, and actually, we will help our churches. So I'm just going to keep sharing my failed stories with people until I get some good ones, right? Because at least people can be encouraged that I'm having a go, you know, and I'd rather just have a go. And even if I get it wrong, I'll learn. So anyway. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike touched on what we as a church try to achieve with this booklet is that when you hear Tom uh, helping us from the Bible to see God's heart and passion, we all say yes and amen, but we all feel a little bit overwhelmed that we've got massive owl place on us. Anyone agree? You think, where the heck do I start? And uh, if we feel like that, guess what in our churches they feel like? As elders, we often feel, oh, people really do love God, and they love people who don't know God, but what's going on? And so uh, we've realized increasingly that very simple models for people that help them take the first step and the second step and feel that uh, they can obey and obedience is success, as we've heard, for going and take little steps that are actually fruitful and, and part of the mission. So in our series, we pulled out eight principles from Luke chapter 10, which are outlined in your booklet and which will come up on the screen. Look at that. Um, if we could have the, the eight S's listed, that would be great. So in your booklet, you will see that we uh, help the church realize that part of being on mission is inviting people to share a smile. Anyone take a deep breath and think, woohoo, I can do that. Great. Imagine you stood up in front of your church and said, guys, we are going on mission this month. And guess what? We're talking about sharing a smile. The effect it had on me is when I wait for a lift outside my house. Now I go outside three minutes earlier or something like that. I don't time it on the clock. And I just hang around a little bit more outside my house so I can smile to my neighbor. Beforehand, I would have never thought I was on mission. I just wouldn't have clicked the two. But it is part of it. The second one, we invite people to be served. So we get our small group, as Tom does, or yourself, help a neighbor or a friend. 
Okay, the, praying for the sick is a little bit more possibly about our, but it's very simple. Our, our responsibility is obedience to share a meal. What this also does is when you begin to break it down, you begin to realize your church is probably a lot more on mission than you think. Elders meetings you often get frustrated, but when you start realizing it's smiling and serving and sharing a meal, you start getting feedback that people have meals with their neighbors and with their colleagues in the workplace. And you think, actually, oh, God, something's happening. And then finally, oh, well, not finally, another one, hear your story. That's just about telling your story, not a five-point gospel message or something. Uh, hearing his story, okay, that is a bit more of a kind of a gospel message. Come to a stepping stone event. Um, if you look at the back of your booklet, if you go right to the back, there's a page there that talks about stepping stones. So we just helped our church really get their heads around this. A, there's the tried and the tested. These are things that we have been doing as a church for a while and that work. So part of our church program is shaped by the bottom line events. And a lot of these are things that are easy to invite people to. They are not churchified in any way, except that people know the church has put them on. They are done excellently and people meet the church people and realize they are very normal. So we had someone come to our first wine and wisdom event. She turned to her friend and said, do you know what? Your church friends are really normal. Do you know what? I'd like to come and try your church, which was the whole point of it. So through the year, we have stepping stones. Ladies Christmas shopping event. Basically, we just host a shopping event. You don't have to be in the church to put it on. It's just lots of little stalls. Xmas Factor is a puppet show that we do over Christmas. Wine and wisdom is a fancy quiz night that you invite your friends to. Good Friday, Easter egg hunt and fun day. Love Canterbury is a week where we serve a bit more overtly the community and then stay and swim. In the summer, we just open the swimming pool up at the school where we are, stay and swim. That's what we mean by stepping stones. People take a step closer to maybe coming along on a Sunday or they take a step closer to trusting you so that you can tell them about your story or whatever it is. So there's, a, there's kind of a process. Some of them are very soft touch, others little bit more courage and go but you will find as you smile and build up the relationship and you serve and you build up the relationship guess what you're more likely to be welcomed to pray for people when they uh, are sick so what we would love you to do is in groups of maybe four or five is go through some of those s's or just look on the screen and think how am i doing so start with a kind of personal how are you doing on some of those things how is your church doing do you think? And what are some of the stepping stones and strengths of your church? So you think, our people really share meals with others. What is the next stepping stone we can do? So if your church are very good at having meals in, in each other's houses, could you do some form of big social meal as a church? And, and what will that lead to? Um, Andy Stanley, a, a leader, said, we're very good at church at doing programs, but we're not great at making pathways. A lot of these as pathways. So, so where do we go from when we do something social? What's the next stepping stone or the, the greater relational connection to church life? Next stepping stone or the next S. Does that make sense? So talk uh, between four or five. How are you doing personally? What areas have you had breakthrough in? What areas are you celebrating that if I just smile, I can do that? Woohoo! And I can grow on mission. Actually, I think if we release our church to realize that all of this is part of being on mission, and that they can, they, can, they can go by taking one small step to start with, and do that as, talk about maybe things in your church that are helpful stepping stones, and then also at the end, we'll, we'll have a bit of feedback, hear a few things about that, are, that have gone well, how your church has grown, and how you've got there, and then we'll have times for some questions. Does that make sense?
Great. So find four or five people, probably in a different context to you or your own. That might be more helpful and go through those questions. Great. If you want to uh, just bring your conversations and chats to an end, that would be great. We're just going to have a few moments for you to feedback, ask questions, and then we're going to just have a, a, a burst of a burst of prayer. So, does anyone uh, does anyone want to share stuff that they have found has really gone well along these lines in their church or otherwise? Any questions that? Uh, Tom can answer, or others here, other groups can answer. What's that? You've been sent up. Great. Tom, Tom is in our group, and he sent me up. Um, my wife um, works at the Brain Repair Centre in Addenbrookes, which is part of Cambridge University, and so it's a very academic, intelligent, lots of medics and surgeons, and uh, they're often teasing her about believing in God and, and anything to do with faith, ridiculing her. And... Um, then one day, one of her friends said that she's going to get married to this guy, both medics, and that he gives ten, ten pounds a month to this charity. And she just couldn't believe that he was so extravagant with his money. <laughs> it sounds funny. She was seriously hacked off about this guy giving money. And once they got married, she was going to whip him into shape, and that was going to come to an end. And my wife started to talk about how much money we give. And... Um, by the end of that conversation, the whole department, including multi-hundred-thousand-pound earning surgeons and GPs and consultants and academics, were around her table. And you just cannot dispute the fact that we give money away. You can dispute the fact that God created the world, maybe, but you cannot dispute the fact that we give money away because... And from that people came to her afterwards with God questions, and she invited them to our house, uh, one by one. You come and talk to my husband. <laughs> because intellectually, I, can, you know, I cannot hold a candle to Cambridge University people, but generally, then their issues aren't to do with whether God created the world in seven days or not. It's to do with their mum and dad dying, or, you know, and so... We literally had people coming, welcome, we've got four or five hours now where we can just talk about all your questions. That's the reason you're here. It's not like we have to warm up and get to it. That's why you've come, let's crack on. So um, I know that within the church we say you shouldn't show off about money, you should be very, you know, it's not about that. But actually in terms of the world's eyes, it's an incredible, it's really literally putting your money where your mouth is. That does speak. Thanks. One of, the, one of the, the great things about those stories is our culture increasingly is skeptical of top-down truths. So when you go on holiday, you don't go to the hotel website, you go to TripAdvisor because the hotel website and all other established authorities are questionable. But it's a horizontal, that's how truth is accessed. I think Mike said a while ago. So when you hear stories like that of the fruit of that life, people then begin to ask what, what's the root of it. Any other questions and feedback or anything to say or encourage before we pray? Oh, Tom's group. <laughs> and there's actually something slightly different that I told Tom, but actually my wife is not my own testimony. I've met a friend at university um, who's now probably my best friend, very diehard atheist, um, still is, 
But my wife, he moved up to Cambridge, and my wife said, oh, let's invite him to church. I was like, oh, no, don't do that. She invited him, and he's now been coming every week for the last year. Um, and then he's still not, not a Christian, but he prayed for my foot a month ago that it would be healed. It wasn't. I was like, God, why not? But it's, it's incredible to see this kind of how God is at work. I still don't quite understand why it's taking so long. But it just my wife just said, come to church, and he said yes. have a little break now just before we do that i hope the kind of aim of the the as is and, and even what's been shared is that it's exciting rather than pressuring so you can kind of feel that in the room can't you that these are stories about talking about giving which we put in the secret box and actually talking about that or the bible or oh, that's for when you become a christian rather than that and it's actually recognizing it's a lot easier one of the biggest observations the two biggest ones that i think in city at city church that um, have un- unlocked people is the eating one 21 yeah they like that 21 uh, meals a week and for most of us uh, we eat virtually all of them either with our family or with our christians and just recognizing that is just unlocking so much jesus so often was either on his way to a meal having a meal or having finished a meal and i think trying to talk about sin quickly normally leads to you know, a clumsy communication of it. Whereas if you can do it in an unhurried way where you're talking about your own weaknesses and then leading to it. So I think it's, it's hopefully communicating a lack of pressure. And the smiling one, that's the second one. It's, the, you know, being a man or woman of, of peace who brings peace. And uh, that, that guy I mentioned, who the Starbucks guy, the original place that actually it all kind of started was his colleague, a guy called Caleb from City. Or, or if you know Caleb, in fact, he did these designs, didn't he? He did lots of these RM designs. He's a great designer. He, he literally just, he, he just was a very smiley kind of guy, constantly in his own way loving this guy. And when he then moved on from Starbucks, this guy Christian said, I just missed him because all the other colleagues were just quite grumpy, to be honest with you. And it, wasn't, it was so unsophisticated. It was just, he's just someone who in his own gentle way was just consistently loving. And so when... He said, then when Caleb invited me to his wedding, I really missed him. So I came and then I heard that gospel preach. And now, so it all started with a smile. It started with that. So can we just stand to our feet? We're going to grab, I think, a quick coffee or just a quick leg stretch. I'd like to just pray for us. Just that there'll be a sense of, we can do this, actually. We are doing it. And actually, we can, we can continue to step forward rather than any sense of wearing Saul's armor or trying to make this complicated when actually Jesus was so down to earth. Lord, we, we just reach out our hands as a sign to you today. We want to keep moving forward. As Mike said, to the day we die, we don't want to say, oh, I've got that one licked. I can take that. No, no, no. We ask that, Lord, this room in the next years to come will be filled with men and women who right now don't know you. And they will be in this room. I, Christian will almost, this guy we've, we've mentioned today, he will be emblematic of so many men and women who come into the kingdom and, Lord God, are radically changed and become those who are rocket fueled missionaries themselves to their generation. And, Lord God, we ask that you will... Just give us step after step. I pray against any sense of apathy, any sense of cynicism, any sense of comparison or things that come into our mind of, oh, it's different where I live. I break that, Lord. And I say, Lord, for faith from God, from you to us, that, Lord, 
that all the days of our life will be bearing more and more fruit. Lord, in each of the different unique environments that you've placed us, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, 10-minute break, and then we'll come back for our final prayer session.